Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a while Hello, you are listening to the dork forest with Jackie Cation I, coincidentally enough, am Jackie Cation you know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, if you enjoy a determiner. The Dork Forest is a podcast that's on all the platforms, your iTunes, and then I, I populate it over to YouTube. It's on Stitcher and Pandora and Spotify, and but wherever you listen to podcasts, hopefully uh, it makes it available in a thousand different ways. It is November, and I'll also use this for December. Uh, this month, I ask that you not donate to the Dork Forest. If you want to support the Dork Forest, you can. You can order from Amazon using the tiny link that just takes you to Amazon and you order like normal. You can buy merch on the store page on JackieCation.com. You can go to the Bandcamp DorkForest.com and buy extra episodes and stories and stuff if you like to do that. You can come and see me do stand-up comedy at uh, which my tour is all over JackieCation.com. And in November and December, I'm actually on the road quite a bit, including Minneapolis and Madison, uh, Wisconsin. So those are my... But don't donate. Don't use the PayPal button to donate. And if you're doing it monthly, know that your donation uh, will be going to the LA Food Bank. Because what I ask is that you don't donate to the Dork Forest in November and December, and instead donate to your local food bank. Go to feedingamerica.com if you are in the United States, put in your zip code, and it'll tell you your local food bank. Or you can just Google the words food bank and the name of your town. That happens all over the world. You can do that anywhere in the world. But just uh, for these two months, uh, just uh, help people around you. That's all I'm saying. Other than that... The Dork for- We should do the credits. Yes, Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song with Sarah Cohen, his wife, and he will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady fixes this audio, and Vilmos still fixing JackieCation.com. Bless his heart. Anyway, let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am in my living room. I can't believe you've never been on this show, Sharon Houston. I can- well, it's because it's never worked out. We've right. always it's- we've had opposite schedules. That's it. It's I think it's because you're always working in like. You're you're the Carl Rove of uh, of show business. You're you're behind the scenes. I'm behind the scenes. Yeah, you're the you're the power behind the throne. I'm the uh, I'm the puppet master. The puppet master. <laughs> uh, your stories regarding live uh, reality television are outstanding. Thank you. Uh, so people, I am Sharon Houston is dot com is your website. Yes, it's at Sharon underscore Houston uh, on Twitter yes. and at Sharon Houston on Instagram. Uh, you're hilarious. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I think you're hilarious. <laughs> well, look at us. Mutual well, you're a admir- genius. Well, I mean. mutual admiration society. All you got to be is just a genius once. <laughs> and then uh, people won't. Uh, there you go. So, um, and then being close to. I'm going to stop talking. So here we go. Let us talk about. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, what do you want to talk about? Because you know that I nerd out. Uh, uh, you gave me a very awesome. I, I um, never the- ask people what they want to talk. I usually pick. But any of these are hilarious. Okay. So I want you to tell everybody what I nerd out over because it's a very weird mix. It is it? a weird mix. It's. Um, so we ran in. The reason you're here is because we ran into each other doing a set the other night at Akbar over in uh, West Hollywood or wherever the Silver hell it Lake. is. Silver Lake. Yeah, geography. <laughs> so, uh, but you were you were telling this amazing story about watching British reality television shows on Netflix My that favorite. aren't the British Bake Off. 
No, but I did watch all of that too. I'm sure you've watched it. I'm obsessed with Mary Berry like everyone else. (laughs) Like everyone else. Yeah. I love Mary Berry. Uh, I'm so sad that it's it's not her anymore. But I it's, hate Paul Hollywood. Did you notice he, every time he eats something, like he'll go, no. all right, now I'm going to try this cake. And he stares at the person. Then he looks down. And when he takes a bite and he spits a little bit out, it's just the, the weirdest, like an animal. He samples the cake and I'm like, weird. you're disgusting. <laughs> that is weird. I've never noticed how he eats. And now I will not be able to see anything but how he freaking eats. You'll see. I'll see. Be- that's amazing because he's... You know, he's weirdly, he just, he, he takes the guff pretty well from people, like, because he's the one that everyone makes fun of and stuff. Right. He's like the dad. But because of that, he has some sense of weird entitlement that um, that makes it kind of weird. Uh, I don't like him as much. But they kept him. They got the new woman. Who I like very much. I thought I'd hate her. Yeah, I thought I'd hate her too. And then uh, the new uh, two people. I, I miss the girls. I miss those two women so much. They were so great. So great. Um, these two, I don't mind them. They're fine. They're kind of, they're goofy. Yeah. Um, I love that show, though. I love, here's what I heard about. Here's a, here's a gossip I heard. Maybe you'll know if it's true about the Great British Bake Off. Is um, when one of them would, uh, when someone would get upset, uh, one of those two women who were hosting would run over and start swearing. Like, fuck, cunt, shit, fuck. Until they got their shit together so they couldn't film them for crying. Are you serious? Yeah. I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. That's what I heard that. I don't know if it's true. But it's such a great idea. Because you're like, okay. Um, that I mean, if it's the person, like if it's the baker saying shit, fuck, cunt, cunt they're not going to, they'll show that and bleep it out. Right. But if it's the host doing it. They don't want they don't want that to happen. So wow. they so they never aired that stuff. So those two women would just run over one of them and just just start cursing, so that they couldn't use. So the they footage? couldn't use the footage. Oh, so the people could get their genius. act together. Yeah. yeah, you're like it's just it's a cake. Calm down. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a cake or it's a pie or I lo- or, or it's a biscuit. It's a biscuit. It's a biscuit. I I'm know. like it's a cookie. Okay, so I do want to kind of start with these two shows that you mentioned on on stage. Okay, what is happening? I don't know, but it, they're very weird people. They're people from the UK. <laughs> That's what I love about it. Their reactions are so weird and so different from our culture. So the one show that I love, you have to watch. It's called um, it's called Nightmare Tenants Slum Landlords. Nightmare Tenants. Slum landlords. Yeah, it does not roll off the tongue. It does not roll off the tongue. <laughs> and you're like, what is happening? Yeah, I, it was recommended for me. And I'm like, what is this? And then when I watched it, I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. So first of all, when you live in the UK, okay, let's say I get hammered one night and I'm like, Jackie, I can't, I can't drive home. Can I lay on your couch for the night? And you can say, okay. In the morning, I can wake up and say, I live here now. You'll have to evict me. And you would have to go to court. To try to evict me. So you would then live with me. Uh-huh. You explained this. I was like, wait, someone just crashed at my house and now they have the the option to live there? Yeah. And they say, you give me a key and you have to give them a key. I mean, according to this television show. <laughs> right. But they but, have ho- whole businesses because it's so hard to evict a tenant. For yeah. years, people have been living for rent, rent-free and individual owners of these lofts or of these flats, as they call them in yeah. the UK, they can't get them out. So there's all these companies that help you get through the court system so you can evict a tenant. And sometimes it takes three to four years. <laughs> but what do the people who lived there initially do? They move? They, they mo- leave them? 
Yeah, they move out. They rent the place, right? They they move out, and then they come back, and then the person just stops paying rent. So they knock on the door. Everybody's very polite. That's okay. what's so crazy. They're that's like, what's crazy about the show. Yeah, that's what's crazy about the show. They're so polite. They right. don't even react. So they you know knock on the door. Hello, you haven't paid rent. Please come out. Please pay. Are you going to ever pay rent? And then you hear somebody through a muffled door. No. <laughs> get out of here and then they look at the camera they go well I gotta leave he's not gonna pay the rent like they don't lose their shit at right. all that's so weird so then they hire this guy who looks like um, he looks like Paul he looks like Paul jo- uh, who's the guy that was he did the little German character where we would pop out of the bush on laughing oh he just uh, Peter Paul tiny um, uh, giant round glasses yes Andy like a like a like a, a- like the built like a like Oliver, hair. yes. From uh, he looks like an adult version of Oliver, <laughs> exactly. From the Brady Bunch, from the Brady Bunch, and yes. then he pops out and he's wearing a, a windbreaker that has the name of the company on the back. So then he shows up with a clipboard. Then people get nervous, <laughs> and he knocks on the door. He's like, "You're supposed to get out. We gave you an eviction notice." And he's like, "I'm not leaving." Oh, he's not going to leave. So I don't know what we're going to do now. And then they show him driving his car back to the office. Right. It's so weird. So when they finally get the person out, and it's yeah. like three years later. So I'm thinking, what's the <laughs> budget for this show right right because right. usually you, you gotta have, follow people you gotta follow people and it's taking three years so then they finally get the person out and they're like well they finally got out let's go check out the, the flat and then the g- owner goes in with the eviction guy because they you know they unlock the door they break down right and they've been Trash. living like squirrels just there's cat shit everywhere. There's it's just it's a disaster. Yeah, they just trash it when they leave because they're like, "Fuck you!" I lived here for three years for free, and fuck you. And then wow. they do you think they saved up and now they can have a nice place to live? No, I think they go. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I want there to be a happy ending to this. Where, uh, well, you know, I didn't pay rent for three months, three years, so I just saved up and now I have eight grand. Yeah, and I can, uh, you know, go get a nice place and, and pay in advance. You know, no. Oh no, they no, just go and do happening. it to someone. Else. They fucking go into it. Ah. It's like a whole racket. And you can't, like, you know how uh, squatters, they can't even ask squatters to leave a vacant building. It's a nightmare. So they have to go through the courts to get rid of squatter. It is I crazy. Wonder, I wonder how legal this is. Like, if, if this is contrived or there has to be some legal basis to it because they have a TV show, right? Because there's a TV show. They show them going to court. I mean, they <laughs> right. don't go in the courtroom. Right, right. They're... But they show them standing outside a court and then the guy walks out wearing the guy with the windbreaker who represents the company that represents the, the, uh, the apartment, the, the yeah, flat owner. owner. Yeah. And he goes, he's like, well, we were just there in court and they told us we had to postpone because they didn't show up. And I, you just literally want to rip your hair out because you're right. like why aren't you screaming right, right. why aren't you upset at any point do they have to call the bobbies never they never call the bobbies no they have goons show up kind of like bail bonds like dog the bounty hunter oh they oh they have just giant like sort of the guys that took giant. my brother away to be deprogrammed exactly okay lumpy and uh, dominic yes two guys showed up uh, named lumpy and dominic with with british accents <laughs> with british accents from racine wisconsin <laughs> and uh wow and those and those are the guys who helped them Yes. Uh, leave. They help them leave and then they help them like load everything out because they usually leave all their stuff there when they leave or yeah. they just trash it and leave garbage everywhere. Yeah. And then the homeowner so, comes in the flat. Yeah. And they, and they just have to look clean at, it up. Yeah, but they don't cry. They don't go, wow, this was my grandmother's <laughs> home. They just go, well, guess I'll have to get it sorted. <laughs> and then that's it. It's so weird. I'm like, that is so freaking weird. How many episodes have you seen? The whole, I've seen every episode that's on Netflix. So I guess it's like two seasons, uh, maybe. So 20? No, not 20. I think there's probably, from what I remember, maybe eight episodes a season. 
But it's okay. brilliant. Okay. It's and, brilliant. And I love, that's my other thing I like about uh, about the British uh, TV shows. They're finite. Oh, like, that's not true. No? That's not true. Have you watched Love Island UK? No. Oh my God. <laughs> Jackie, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. And it, but the here's Love the, Island. Love Island UK. Because they just started doing it here in the US. It, it's, it, the US version does not even come close to how good the UK version is. Okay. And let me, I, I'll, I'll just tell you one anecdote that will make you fall in love with this show. Okay. First of all, there's 43 or 44 s- episodes a season. It's oh, crazy. Wow. It's cuckoo. Yeah. It's, it's so. What is mu- the premise? The premise is they just put like eight hot people in a villa in uh, Marbella. I think they're in Marbella. They're somewhere in Spain. Spain. So they're so they're in a villa, and they're just like, let's see if they find love on Love Island. (laughs) And then people, but they're not actually on an island. They're just in a town. They're just in a town. Right, right. On a a villa, an Airbnb, and a very very nice one. Let's see if they find love. Or if they don't, maybe they'll just have sex and we'll get to film it. Oh, they do film it and they do fuck. Oh, but, Jesus. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> but And they're almost always naked and they're all very hot. But they're such drama. But they're British, so they're lovely. Okay. But um, <laughs> So there's eight people or maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine because there's always one out, one dog out so that might not. He might not couple up. And then they interview <laughs> p- new people to the villa. Wait, it's like musical chairs. It's like musical <gasps> Holy chairs. Holy hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they bring people in and out of the villa through the whole season. Oh, they change them up. Yeah. So sometimes people get voted out of the villa. Okay. Survivor style. Not hot enough. Nobody wants to hang with them. Right. Let's see if you can get me a new fella. A new lady. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. It's really good. And there's 43 episodes per season. Uh Uh-huh. And how many how many seasons have they been doing it since like that like, like all of them? I think they're shooting season six now because they're oh doing God. it twice a year now. It used to just be a summer show. Yeah. Now they're shooting a Love Island in South Africa so they can air one during the winter months. Okay. Because the winter in south of Spain is so hard. No, it is not. No. It's uh, also uh, northern Africa, I think. Yeah. It's like the same kind of weather, isn't it? Yeah. Very beautiful. Uh, <laughs> wow. Love Island. It's so good. But, but here's the little anecdote that will make you love yes. the kids. Season <laughs> two of Love Island UK, which I just finished. I'm in the middle of season three now. Um they they are all celebrating and it's near the end of the season and they play the song Never Too Much by Luther Vandross. Okay. Okay, now all the kids on the island are between nineteen and like twenty nine. Okay. But they're really on the young side. Yeah. So the song Never Too Much by Luther Vandross comes on and one of the boys who was like twenty two years old, he goes, Oh my god, it's my favorite song ever. And they all just start dancing to Luther, and I'm like, I love them so much. The fact much. that they know that song, that's so weird. That's because they have music education in the UK. Oh, fair enough. All right, all right. <laughs> and Luther Vandross comes up. They're better than us. They are. Well, they have the Harry Potter. They, they, they've got everything going on. Yeah. Um, wow. So yesterday, by the way, I did uh, an episode with um, Tiffany Stevenson, Tiff Stevenson, oh. who a uh, UK... A comic who is living here and selling scripts and doing stuff, and uh, and is all fancy. But she was the co-host of the Bugle for a long time. Remember the Bugle podcast with uh, John Oliver? Oh yes. So oh, wow. She, yeah, and she's British, and she didn't talk about how fancy she was once. She would appreciate. She should be listening to this episode. She, she's in denial if she doesn't think she's fancy. She's fancy. You guys she's are so much better on. than us. Yeah. She's got. She took a T-shirt, so it's all working out. <laughs> uh, the uh, she can bring it back to the UK. Wear a, a Dork Forest T-shirt. So 
What? But there was another one about hospitals. Oh, embarrassing bodies. <laughs> embarrassing bodies. You have to watch embarrassing bodies. It's so good. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's good. It won a BAFTA award, and I'm like, how does a show that has an opening where semi-hot doctors are walking in the breeze like Beyonce? That's what? how they introduce the doctors. It's so like, the doctors are hot. Yes, <laughs> for doctors, I think. Yeah. <laughs> for doctors, they're hot and they walk and they're like in the wind. And it's just, it's a very odd show because they have free health insurance in the yeah. UK. And yet people don't go to the doctor. Right. That's a classic, though. You know, it's, well, um, I mean, we would go just because we'd be like, what, I could go get this looked at? For free? For free. Or uh, for 10 bucks? Right, I would be at the like doctor all the five time. Or $10, yeah. Yeah, I would get, get to go to the doctor. I'd be on all kinds of medications. I'd my, be so My dad happy. goes to the VA all the time. And has for 20 years. He just likes to go. And, which is why when he got really sick, they all knew him. And he got really good service. He got really good uh, care. Because he was a regular. Because he was a regular. He was constantly just stopping off and just going, uh, having coffee with like the, the, the medical people and checking in with the nurse. Like he's always hitting on the, you know, whatever. Well, I mean. Yeah, because he's Elliot Cation. Yeah. So of course he's wandering the halls just <laughs> seeing if anyone still owns their home and wants a window. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but uh, wants to buy siding. But um, yeah, we would go. So these people don't go. No, they don't. So they're go. dragged out into a van. They're dragged said? into a van. It's like a mobile doctor's office, and they pull it up in front of Big Ben, or uh, you know, oh, oh, an iconic kind of yes, an iconic <laughs> London location. Or they'll sometimes the they're tower. like, we're in the south of London today with the boss. Like they're so the VOs on 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 yeah. these British shows are like very strong. So they whoever's have, writing them is whoever's like, writing that. I mean, it, it's really all about the inflection. Like yeah. you. You could literally read a piece of paper, and if you read it like a British reality show announcer, <laughs> you're going to be thrilled about a Walmart flyer. You know what I mean? Like, it's so crazy. I so, love the idea. I have, okay, so uh, embarrassing. Embarrassing bodies. Bodies, okay. And that's like, there's like maybe four or five seasons of that on Netflix. Okay. But everything is disgusting. Like, I, when I watch that, I watch <laughs> it as a producer, and I'm like, how did they suss out the stories and the disgusting things and get these people to come in, sign a release? Yeah. They show everything. Like body parts. Oh, yeah. Like, like the, the old man's penis? I yeah. saw it. You saw... Okay, so an old dude... When I say old, and I'm, I want everyone to know that I'm not ageist, this man was... I genuinely his, old. In his early 70s. Yeah. That everyone admits, and we all know, early 70s, genuinely getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an older, uh, older gentleman. Older gentleman, and he's very he's melancholy. with his penis. With his penis. With his willy. And he's like, oh, doctor. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's it's so uncomfortable. And then the doctor goes, well, let's have a look. And that's what they all say. They all say, well, let's have a look. <laughs> and the word look is drawn out like that? Always. Hilarious. Let's have a look. Um, and then... He drops trow. He drops trow. And then the, every, the doctor's response is the same every time, no matter who the doctor is. Wow, I've never seen anything like this before. When, whether they're showing their ear or their penis. Or their armpits. Or their ass. Or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. The only time that they said I've never seen... The only time they didn't say I've never seen this before is when a girl came in with spots. Oh, because she's had spots. They've seen spots before. Right. But do you know what spots are? Aren't they pimples? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Okay. And she was wearing like a polka dotted dress when she walked into the scene. So I got completely confused. I'm like, what the fuck they is happening right now? They did that on purpose. They did it to trick me. Yeah, they did it on purpose. And she hardly had any acne. So she was like, my daughter's got spots. I'm like, mm, let's figure out what are these spots? What's that? Like I'm analyzing it. And I didn't know those were zits. And I yeah. just thought that was so funny. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, well, because uh, they are indeed They look spots. like spots. They are indeed spots. Yeah. So, Oh, dude, so this guy drops yeah. his pants and then just long story short. Yeah, <laughs> that's a dick joke. I'll it, be over it, here. Oh, ah, hey. Bam, I'm hey over yo. here. So stop talking. Go um, ahead. He, he, well, he was upset that he couldn't have sex with his fiance and I was laying in bed alone. <laughs> Not <laughs> 71 lamenting. years old without any sores on my private Genitals and, uh, and alone. I'm, like, I'm alone. Why this does this engaged. guy have a... a and who wants to? That's interesting. So did they? So do they know what it is when they see it? Not always. They haven't. They kind of diagnose it, and okay. they almost always send them to a specialist. Oh, so they're just like, "Will you show us your horrible ailment?" And now we're going to send you to a real doctor. Yes. Hilarious. Isn't it funny? That's, That's what I such thought a was so weird funny. Show. And it didn't even occur to me until like five or six episodes in, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> they aren't fixing any of this they, shit. They aren't doing anything. And then at the end, they go, they send them back to the original doctor they they met in the mobile yeah. office. And, and and the doctor's like, how did it go, chap? And he's like, well, I got it all fixed and now my willy's say okay Thank you, doctor. And I'm like, he didn't do anything. Didn't the specialist do- fixed you. <laughs> that guy didn't do shit. Right. Maybe they, they needed... Uh, uh, they needed the. They didn't want to drive. They didn't want to take the tube. Uh, maybe they had. To. Or that maybe they didn't want to thank the actual doctor that fixed them. Yeah, I'm well, like that's the doctor that who fixed you, so dude. Not weird. this fucking TV doctor. So okay, so we've come up with three British TV shows that are on Netflix. Are there many? So many. There's the one about crime that I told you about. It's a. Uh, it's called. It's called Crime Colon Caught on Camera. <laughs> And the crime there is like, I guess they, they have, you know, so remember how in LA we used to have those red light cameras? cameras? Yeah. So they have surveillance cameras all over London. Right. I've read that in like Jack Reacher novels, that, that it, London is the most um, spied on people in the world. Mm-hmm. They, have the, they have the most uh, uh, government cameras everywhere. Yeah. And they have so many people just sitting in trucks watching all the surveillance right. that have worked there for forever. Wow. Isn't it crazy? But that's the, a gig that, that's like, I'm going to work, I'm going to be on the corner of London and not London, and sitting in a van watching people. Watching people walk around. Watching people walk Just around. Just making sure every, but they, I feel like maybe this show might be kind of a propaganda show because it's yeah. like, you know, the guy in the truck is like, oh, I've been working here for about 15 years and I'm. it's all about keeping our citizens safe. And then they just show like alcoholics trying to get home and he's like, uh-oh, this girl, she's had too many. And then, of course, the VO guy so repeats it. Out of the pub? Like just wa- like people stumbling out of bars? They and- really watch drunk people because they have a lot of problems with alcoholics in the UK. Okay. Because they start drinking. You know, in London, in summertime, it doesn't get dark until like one in the morning. So, okay. So people party at those outdoor pubs. Like, they get sloshed. Right. I remember um, when I worked, uh, it seems to be okay to go have a lunch beer yep. or a lunch wine. I was just in France, and around 2 o'clock, they stopped serving lunch. They only serve uh, uh, adult beverages until uh, 6.30 at night. And there's everyone sitting at these these outside things and 
we would want to sit down after seeing two museums and I'd be like, I need a cup of coffee. So we would sit down and they'd be like, why are you having coffee? And I'm like, well, because I'm, I'm not, I am an alcoholic. Let's fucking not do this. And so, but I remember I worked at a movie theater in Leicester square for three months in the UK, in London in 1989. And, um, my manager, Mr. Hilton, uh, would go to lunch and every day he would come back red-nosed, half in the bag, half in the freaking bag, just reeking of beer. And I was like, and I would talk to my manageress, and that's what she was called. Are my you manageress. serious? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, Mr. Hilton is drunk. And she goes, you know, he's not drunk. He's just had a couple of beers. And I was like, like four. Like four beers. Can That's I a lot of beer. Yeah. Can I go have four beers in my half hour? And she's like, no, no, you can't. You're working the window and uh, and selling tickets. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. That's, um, and plus, I didn't have money for four beers. Uh, I would have had to uh, have bought a six pack and nursed it. Right. And uh, she was like, just have some tea. Anyway, so I did. Anyway, it's a great story. I'm going to end it. There we go. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's, it's true that they, they drink, drink a lot. lot. There's a lot of drinking. Yeah, but the crimes aren't crimes to us. Because oh, they're they don't just have embarrassing. guns. Yeah. They don't have guns. So it's like you're, you're like, they're playing this like dun, 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 while crime is going down <laughs> to kind of build fear. Right. Whereas like if you're an American and you're watching that, I'm like, nothing bad is going to happen because no one has a gun. So to us, it, to me, it looks very Keystone copy, like cartoonish. Right. So what, but are they, are they catching muggers? They're catching muggers. They're catching people trying to hold up. I mean, how do you hold up a convenience store with like a stick? They're like holding up the convenience store with a with stick. With a knife. Right. Not even a knife. I didn't have it. I don't, I don't think I've watched an episode featuring a, a knife yet. Like a club. Yeah, like just a club and just like they're wearing a mask. Like and you would if you were a burglar. stuff. Yeah, they're like, hey, give me all your money. <laughs> and then the guy by the counter's like, no. And then he starts throwing candy bars at him. And the guy goes running down the street. <sighs> It's hysterical. Okay. And then when they arrest them, the criminal's like, yeah, I did it. Oh, damn. What? I got caught. I'm so sorry. And weird. The cops, it's weird. You got to watch it. So, and if you're drunk. This is, a, this is a weird part of Netflix. It's like, it's like the dark web of Netflix. I'm telling you, it's glorious. It is glorious. It's wonderful. You're like, oh, this is how we could be if we didn't have fucking guns. <laughs> right. We could just sort of just watch each other a lot and then run up and go, hey, man, did you just – uh, Dave Mortal, uh, he uh, – he when he was in high school, he's a stand-up comic. He was on the last comic standing yeah. the first season. Minneapolis comic. He ended up joining the Marines because in his tiny town in Minnesota, he tried uh, he tried to rob a gas station. And he got all, he took all this oil and then he was selling it at school the next day. Oh my God. And when the cops came and they asked the kid who worked at the gas station, who do you think it was? He said, well, it was Dave Mortal. <laughs> and, uh, and so they went and picked up Dave Mortal and he was like, yes, yes, it was me. And, uh, <laughs> and they were like, well, you can either go to jail or you can join the service. And he was like, well, I guess I'm joining the service. <laughs> Wow, they gave him that option? Yeah, yeah. This was back... Remember, we're not super young. No, we're not, but... Well, it's funny, because when I was in high school, these guys that worked at the mall... I worked Mm -hmm. at the mall, 
And um, these guys that worked at this men's clothing store at the mall, they were stealing because some of them went to high school with me. Right. I didn't know that they were stealing. We all worked at the same place. Right. We all worked at the same clothing store at the oh, mall. okay. And they were stealing and I had no idea. Yeah. And then I get to school and they're selling Levi's and stuff out of the trunk of their car. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? They were like, yeah. And then they all got busted and they all had to do like community service, right. juvenile hall. They got they threw the book at them. Well, it's interesting because were they young white men? Yes. So they did not incarcerate them like they would have done if they would not have been white men. Well, one was Asian. Not enough. Not, not, enough, not, not enough. Not not enough person of color there. That's true. Uh, if they had been Hispanic or black, they would have thrown some serious book at them. Right. But because I got uh, I got caught shoplifting, um, and I had to write a paper <laughs> <laughs> when I was thirteen. And I tell you something, I had been shoplifting for years. All my girlfriends shoplifted. All my girlfriends in junior high and high school shoplifted. Mm-hmm. I've never shoplifted. I was too scared. And I stopped I always shoplifting after the paper. Do you know why? Why? I didn't want to write another paper. <laughs> I mean, that literally. That was enough of a deterrent That was for you? enough of a deterrent. Hilarious, actually. <laughs> but uh, And what I was shoplifting was uh, books. Because uh, my library uh, uh, card had a fine on it. I couldn't take books out of the library. So I started shoplifting books at Kmart, so they caught me. That's hilarious. It is, uh, sure. It is uh, very, and my sister was so psyched because she loves a paper. And I and the Cudahy Police Department was like, we're going to need a paper from you. It's got to be five pages, and it's got to be about uh, the effect of shoplifting on small businesses. How old were you? 13. Oh, five pages is a lot for a 13-year-old. Yeah, and my sister was 15, and I was like, the effect of small businesses like Kmart? And, yeah, right. uh, and Darla was like, we're going to do research. We're going to go to the library. And I was like, that's right. You have a fucking library card. And uh, so I was psyched to go to the library with her. She wrote that paper, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I can't and believe they didn't let you off. I can't believe that we gave them that paper. I wish we still had that paper. Because she wrote the paper. That must have been. That would have been hilarious for you to read out loud on like Mortified or something right, like that. Right, right. Get Mortified would have been. It would have been such a great paper to read. And uh, I know that they never read it. They just threw it out. Right. And right. Uh, but I was like, oh, I wish we had a copy of that freaking paper, Darla. Anyway. Oh. Um, but so yeah. I want to go onto the to the dark Netflix. You have to. And look for British. Jackie, you will go down a rabbit hole and you'll just be like, Andy, don't talk to me right now. I'm watching uh, caught on tape. Well, crime, do you see how our computers are set up? It's why our television is never on because he oh. can't work with the TV on. He can't? No. I, can only, I used to be able to only work with the TV on. And now I now, and the thing is, is he's he's on his own fucking rabbit hole on under headphones watching YouTube anyway. So I could be watching television, but I'm like, oh no, he's trying to get some work done, and then later I'll find out that he knows all the new weird videos that everybody's seen, and I don't because I'm not listening or doing it. I'm just working. You know, I might be on Twitter too much, but that's I know sort it's of hard work. to hard to stay away. Yeah. Well, you you could have the TV on; he wouldn't notice it. He well, he's because uh, it's in per- his periphery. It's distracting to yeah, him. Yeah, he's his my he like when we go out to if we go out to eat and they have a TV, he can't sit facing the TV because he won't <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> oh my god, that's like an OCD thing. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. Or it's an a ADD thing. thing, maybe. Yeah, it's like one of those letter things. Yeah, he can't figure it out. Some kind now, of acronym. Here's here's now we could do more. We could do more. Uh, it's your podcast. You tell me. Well, because the other you picked, we I gotta have you on just to talk about EDM because Lorraine Newman was on. 
talking about EDM. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of EDM. I didn't know what it was. You heard that, of it. You just didn't know the genre. Right. You didn't know it had a name. I didn't know it had a name. Um, but we might go back to reality television, but I do need to know what the obsession is with hurricanes. We don't have them here. Because I'm from Miami. Oh, you're from Florida. Yeah. Yeah, you know, see, this oh. is what I used to do as a kid. Every time there was a tropical storm, I okay. always thought that I was not, I never thought I was going to be a comedian when I was that young. Okay. I thought I was going to be um, not a weather girl. I thought I was going to work for, be a scientist for the NOAA. What's the NOAA? The National Organization of AA. I don't, <laughs> uh, of, I don't, air, of air stuff. It's okay. something with the weather. I okay. could Google it, but I'm not going to. Don't worry. But the NOAA, they're the ones that like fly the planes up into the eye of the hurricane and measure the strength of the hurricane oh, and wow. measure the eye. Um, but I used to listen, there's an AM radio, AM station in Miami and I would always, I would set up a whole hurricane station. Like if this turns into a hurricane, I've got it down. Right. They would give you hurricane maps at Publix every hurricane season. Okay. So Publix was our, is our grocery store. It's a grocery store. Yeah. And I would tape it to my wall and I, I had, I had, to, I literally put like nailed it into the wall and I had little red head pins. Right. And I would track the, every tropical storm, and I would set up my stuffed animals like they were part of the weather center. <laughs> How old were you? Oh 10, 11? No, younger. Oh, little? Yeah. Like, like five, six? From like seven. I did that from seven to 13. I tracked. Okay. I tracked. Uh, did you ever have one? Did you ever? Oh, Miami? yeah, yeah, yeah. We ha- I mean, we would have tropical storms all the time. We just never had huge hurricanes until Andrew and, we had, and I had already moved. Okay. When was Andrew? Andrew was 91, I think, or maybe it okay. was 89. Okay. But it was bad. It destroyed our whole neighborhood. Like my grandfather oh, wow. drove through the neighborhood and took video and he was like, it's gone. Wow. Your house is gone. Everything's gone. Wow. So we would have perished because we would have stayed there. Because you didn't ever leave? No. You would, you well, would because, not have evacuated? I don't think so because because we had, um, we really, we were the only house in the neighborhood that would prepare. Like we would have a tropical storm and just in case it turned into a hurricane, we still would board up all the windows with two by fours. Like right. we locked it down. <laughs> Whereas all of our other neighbors did not. They would literally take like, like uh just regular gift tape, scotch tape, yeah. and do crisscrosses in there. We all had sliding glass windows. Yeah. You know, like, it's very Golden Girls. Like, yeah. our house looked like Golden Girls. Oh, fair enough. Like, okay. you know, a yeah, single yeah. ranch, you know, uh, you know, with sliding glass doors, there's a Right out nine. into the world. Yes. yes. Right out into the patio kind of situation. Exactly. And there were canals near us. Like, okay. out our back door was a huge canal. We had alligators all the time. You had alligators? Oh, Yeah. That's the thing in Florida, we don't, like, you see a gator, like, oh, look, there's a gator. You know, you just want to keep the cats in. Right, keep you know the I mean? cats in. Like, when that little baby, that was so sad, when it got dragged into the water at yeah. Disney, uh, everyone who's from Florida literally went, why did the hotel let them have a baby in the water at dusk? Like, that is insane to a Floridian. Right. You would not, you as a person, that's Jackie Cation would not want to be in the water at dusk. Right. Well, one time there were crocodiles, there were signs in Australia that said, uh, crocodiles don't go swimming. Right. And, um, and of course I, uh, read and don't do shit. Uh, that's one of my things. Uh, I'm like, Hey, don't pet the wild animals. Okay. That seems fair. And, uh, but so one of the other comics, Australian kid, uh, jumps in. Uh, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. We were also in the Great Barrier Reef, and he was like, there's a shark over there. And then he swims towards the shark. And that guy's still alive, still working. Irish. Uh, In Ireland, doing stand-up comedy. Irish people are fucking nuts. Well, uh, his name was uh, uh, 
Damo. Yeah, Damien. So, He's uh, still alive? Yeah, still alive, probably in his 30s now. And um, <laughs> so, but he lived. So uh, so they feed at, at like dawn and dusk. So you, yeah. you, of course, don't put your baby near the thing at dawn or dusk. Yeah, or yourself. Or yourself, Not even, yeah. it, like an alligator could eat you. Right. That's what they do. They're carnivores. They're carnivores. They're yeah. hungry and they <laughs> see something they want to eat, they're going to eat it. Right. You know, so it's just, it's just like, uh, it just makes me crazy. But I do love, I, I love tracking hurricanes. I love getting ready for hurricanes. Mm-hmm. I've always, mm-hmm. ever since I was a little girl, I'm like, who are these idiots who are just going to not prepare? What about the chasing of hurricane, like Twister? That's a tornado. I have but, a scar uh, yeah. on my knee. Yeah. It's not this it's not this knee. On my right knee, yep. it's starting to go away because I'm getting older and it's, you know. It's fading. It's fading. But I have a scar. Time. I had a scar. Oh, my God. I think it's gone. There's a little scar right here from me running from a, from a tornado. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because we have more water spouts than we do tornadoes in southern Florida. Okay. So, and we lived where I lived for a couple of years. I lived in Little Havana most of the time that I lived in Miami. Okay. And then we moved to South Florida, uh, this area. Have you ever been to Mambo's? There's really good Cuban food. <laughs> Where's in, Mambo's? Uh, it's over on Victory and Western in uh, Burbank, East, East Burbank. Oh, wait a minute. I No, I haven't, but I've seen that. There's yeah. Mambo's, there's El Rison, or Ricon, El Ricon. Oh, yeah? It's in North Hollywood right near Pilgrim Studios. Oh. El Rincon, and then, but I usually, I like going to... Um, El Floridita in on Fountain and Vine. Fountain and Vine has yeah. a, has a good Cuban restaurant. That's my favorite. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, there you go. But um, so Little Havana, and then we moved to it's like kind of like this old Cutler Cutler Ridge area. Okay. So when you look east, you're looking out at Biscayne Bay. Okay. So you're looking at a bay. Yeah. And then so you would see the water spouts bouncing up and down off the water. Oh, that's cool. It's crazy. Yeah. Because tornadoes scare the shit out of me. Right. I'm not scared of tornadoes just because I was raised with tornadoes. So, and so we just went in the basement. Yo, you yeah. don't have basements in Miami. Yeah, there's no basements in, in most of the southern country. Yeah. Because it's all it's all uh, wetlands. And so you can't really create basements. So I was like, whenever there'd be uh, <laughs> tornadoes, my stepmother would be like, go into the basement. And then she's like, I'm going to have a cigarette and go watch it. Are you serious? And, yeah, yeah. And she would go watch it, and then she would join us. And I think she also liked the piece, the piece of us not being around the house. Uh, she's like, yeah, go hide in the basement. No, I'll tell you when you can come back up. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I um, – but I never went and looked for – I mean, the one time I saw a tornado, I was like – Oh, that seems close enough. I'm good. And then I went in the basement. Because uh, I'm i not a huge... Uh, I always thought that I would be a person who would want to live off the land. But if a bug gets on my fucking neck, I lose my shit. Really? Yeah. So I'm not really outdoor people. So I want to be. I'd love to... I own moccasins. And uh, <laughs> don't you think... But I'd, I want to be able to live off the land, but I would not be good at it. See, I don't want to live off the land, but I'm not afraid of bugs. I'm not afraid of lizards. I'm not afraid of snakes. I'm not afraid of them, but I just... I don't want to pick them up and cuddle them like some oh, people yeah, no, do. Oh, yeah, no. I do like picking up lizards, but I don't like picking we up We had snakes. an iguana for 23 years. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah, Tiberius passed just this last year. and uh, But 23 Aww. years old. And he was there with him in the end. Held his little paw. Oh. Yeah, very sad. That's and then, so sad. And he's buried out back. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, bless his heart. Yeah. And Andy, Andy has been, he's been digging holes for animals his entire life. Oh. In backyards. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've had pets. He, and his mother's, um, one of his mom's dogs just passed as well, Pete. What a nightmare. And uh, his little beagle. 
And but here's the thing about Pete is Pete was had cancer and he was he was sick for you know a while and he was really Franz uh, his Andy's stepmom's dog who passed a little over a year ago mm. and then Pete lasted and then um, Chris her partner Andy's mom. Uh, called Andy and said, you know, I think I'm going to have to put Pete down. He's having a real hard day. He's kind of bleeding a little bit. And, um, and he's, and so he, and he's outside. And so Andy gets in his car, drives three hours up North, uh, to help his mom, you know, just be with his mom and Pete when they put Pete down and it's a Sunday. And so he gets there and, um, his mom walks out of the house and says, Pete's actually dragged himself into the house in the last like 20 minutes and, and laid down on his bed. And Andy's like, and, and he's like, well, we'll have to take your car because it's a little bit bigger. We'll carry him in the bed. And so Andy walks in the house and Pete had passed. Oh, wow. While um, he had come into the house, gotten in his bed and then passed away. And, and and Andy and Chris were very, they've had many dogs and it was very sad. But Andy and Chris were talking about how this was Pete's last gift. <laughs> last gift to them because uh, to put a dog uh, to sleep uh, on a Sunday, cost fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and so Pete's last gift to them was to save them fifteen hundred dollars. What a good dog! That's a good dog. <laughs> Pete was such a sweet dog, very sweetheart. And uh, but that was uh, and then so now there's Tyson who's left uh, up and uh, Tyson and Tigger the cat. So Chris has a little dog and a little cat, and she's thinking about getting Tyson a dog uh, so that Tyson has someone to hang out with. Anyway, it's a great story. I've weeded off <laughs> from animals to uh, but um, but what so what do you um we are at we're pretty much halfway through do you think you want to you want to tell me a little bit about edm and what's happening well what is it what is just well there's first of all there's lots of different genres of edm right okay i mean yet there's the there's the electronic dance coachella well, I mean, Coachella has R&B <clears throat> artists. They have hip-hop Oh, they have artists. all they, the different kinds of music. Oh, yeah, it's they have just all a different. music festival, Jackie. It's just a music festival, okay. but it is mostly like hip-hop, funk, DJs. It's EDM. It's alt-rock. It's EDM stands for electric dance music. Electronic dance music. Electronic dance music. Yes. Okay. So, but I like all different, like, I like DJ producers, like Moon Boots, who's okay. LA-based. If I ever meet him, I might have a heart attack. <laughs> um, I love John Tejada, who's also LA-based. Have you heard of Wahada? No. Okay, so Wahada is Reggie Watts. Yeah. And oh. John Tejada did an album. Okay. So it's like as if Reggie Watts was never a comedian. Right. And he just made dope funk dance music. Okay. With John. With John. It's so good. What? So there's different genres of EDM, but if it's electronic, it means that it's not, there's no instruments. It's all being done with like a Casio? What are we talking about? Well, I think it's almost all done with, you know, loops and beats, but sometimes there's live music in it. Like, for example, like. Uh, you know, I think Disclosure might use some live music in their music, okay. but when they perform live, it's all off computers. Okay. Will you make me a Spotify soundtrack list of eight songs? Yes. I would I- love to, and you'll love it. You'll just go, wait, what's happening right now? I like this. And I'll go, yeah, there is good EDM. Like, there's there's the stuff that I call date rape music. I hate that. <laughs> Why is it called that? Because it's just too four on the floor. Like, it's too electronic. It's very, you know, it's got some weird uh, lyric with a that sounds like a, a, a an Eastern Bloc guy going, you've got to dance right now. Okay. And it's too, eh, 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 Yeah, that's eh, the eh, stuff I'm not a huge fan of. I hate that 
watch it. Okay. I call that date rape EDM. Okay, all right. Then there's good EDM, like Pomo, like Odessa, like uh, Disclosure, like Bondax. Oh my God, I love Bondax. I'll send you some Bondax. Okay. It's two guys... They used to, the first album I heard them do, they were 18 years old. I think they're like 20 now. What? 18 years old, and it's some of the best music I've ever heard. And it's just loops and beats? Yes. And um, it's just, it's mostly and percussion? Synth, it's mostly, it's mostly okay. synth. Okay. It's synth, percussion with a little bit of vocals. Is synth? Um, Synthesizers. Synthesizers, which is like a... Um, the piano? Yeah, it's all okay. different types of. Okay. Um, and then there's also, oh, you know who I love that's like not as big as I feel like. They're huge. He's huge, but I wish he was even more huge. Right. Is Pat Locke. Pat Locke. Pat and Locke is spelled L O K. Okay. He does so many great remixes. Like his OG songs are good. And like his. And then when he remixes something, it's really good. Wow. Yeah, I love Pat Locke. And is this, um, Are do you go see these people live? Not always, because I can't stand being around people. Right, right. People. Uh, the th fans of this music are gross. Like, if you were ever to go to a Hard Summer show. <laughs> what, is that a band? No. Okay. So, Hard Summer is put on by Mike's Hard Ice, I think. Hard it's, Lemonade? Thank you. Whatever, okay. The, whatever the kids are drinking. The kid, right. I've missed out on the Mike's Hard Lemonade. That'll happen. Yeah. And, uh, okay. If it was like a Starbucks <laughs> hard, then I might go. Right, right. Because I love coffee. Yes. It's um, almost the only thing I drink. Really? Same yeah. here. I just had, uh, I had my uh, tarot cards read by Karen Rontowski at a, at a show that I did the other night. You did? Yes. And she was like, you need to drink more water. And I said, I only drink coffee. And she's like, wait, what? And I said, I drink some, I mean, I guess I get water when I order my coffee. Uh, at the at the meal place at the meal place at a restaurant <laughs> and she's like you have to drink more water I need to drink more water too I think everyone does but I, mean, I love coffee I'm, I do too I drink coffee all day long I keep uh, I keep a jug of brewed Dunkin Donuts vanilla flavored iced coffee I keep it in the fridge at all times you we ha I, when you leave I have uh, I made iced coffee and it is uh, three scoops of Dunkin Donuts and then this Vietnamese coffee oh that I bought in Vietnam. That uh, is that I just do one heaping spoon of that with the Dunkin', and uh, you should try it. I would love to. Yeah. Um, okay, so, but the, we've digressed off. So what is uh, it, it's oh, called? Uh, what's the name of the festival? Oh, oh, oh! That's right. I was going to tell you the Hard Summer Fest. So they do okay. a Hard Summer, but I think they do one Hard Fall as well. Okay. But people who are fans of EDM and they have some artists at those concerts that I totally want to go see. Right. But, but it's, crowds are hard. Well, first of all, all the women are almost completely naked. Oh, wow. That's the whole, the fashion sense of that. <laughs> They're just wearing like thongs and tape over their nipples and that's it. Right, because for some reason nipples are dirty. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm ashamed like, of mine. Well, who doesn't like a little side boob, I guess? Yeah. Uh, we all want some side boob, but no nipples because mm, gross. Gross. <laughs> um, and then the guys also wear like some of the guys, the, the gay guys that go wear, you know, just like hot. It just looks like, you know, West Hollywood Halloween. Okay. Okay. And then just the hot pants. And, yeah, just hot pants and, uh, and that's it. glow in the dark paint on the and body. Glitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Totally. <laughs> so it's like that. It's just that I just don't like being around crowds. However, if someone's playing at like the Regent, I'll go there. Right. Is there is there a way to go see? Because here's how I love to see music. Seated. I love. Oh yeah. No. No. Because it's a dance situation. Unless you go right? to. Yeah. I mean. I think didn't Reggie Watts just no maybe it was someone no it was it was Kamasi Washington just played the Ace Hotel okay but Kamasi's a jazz you know he's a jazz guy he's not EDM but right. I don't think he would ever play I don't think like 
Pomo or Odessa. I mean, they usually play like the shrine. Because it's big enough to sort of mosh and stuff or well, whatever? Well, or? just to dance, but they have so many fans. Okay. Like I subscribe to, there's this guy named Bob Lefsetz. Okay. He's like an old school music critic. He knows everybody in the music industry, but he's like old school, you know, but he has this um, newsletter that he sends out every week that I subscribe to. And okay. it's usually only people in the music industry subscribe to this guy. Okay. And, but every single email just about is like, Remember when the Eagles and Rolling Stone, well, then I heard about this group called Odessa. They sold out the Shrine. I had never heard of them before. This is the future of music because right. people you don't hear on the radio are the ones selling out the Shrine. Yeah. People you hear on the radio can't sell tickets to the forum. Right. So it's just, that's why I subscribe to him because I love to hear him be a curmudgeon <laughs> and just like. And then have a realization. Yeah. Well, yeah. he just kind of, he's rightfully so. He shames the record industry for, you know, trying to hold on to CDs. Right. And not diving into digital and then you have kids who are making music in their basement becoming huge stars and selling out every huge live venue around the world right and you know you two's having to give away tickets or whoever yeah you know and they can't seem to break the next big I mean really what has come out of mainstream music Megan Trainer, gross <laughs> Katy Perry what the fuck is that uh, I own two Megan Trainer albums uh, I don't know why I gotta go and Goodbye, so, Jackie. And yeah. blocked. Uh, so <laughs> it's a, well, here's the thing. I own one of almost everybody's albums uh, because I don't know enough about music. So like I just had um, Chris Titus on. Christopher Titus. And, I love Chris Titus so much. he was talking about Prince. And he saw I Prince know every, at the, Oh, I did too. At the Ace thing. Oh, I saw him at the forum. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so... But and then I had Brian Posehn on talking about heavy metal, and he was asking like I've never heard of any of the bands or any of those these artists except for Reggie Watts because he does stand up right. And um, but I would like to know because and and I had Lorraine Newman on. She ghosted. She told me that she went to and this is probably ten years ago, but uh, she went to Coachella and she said the greatest thing about aging is that there'll be a nice young man who'll find me a chair, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like and I can listen to the music and I can jam in the chair, and uh, and it's awesome. Yeah, but she doesn't look old. No, not at all. Isn't that crazy? And she doesn't, there's, yeah, there's, she just seems super uh, fit and and then like, um, and then she likes fucking EDM. I love it. I love it. So what, do you ever, uh, I had somebody on, a woman on who uh, does a thing every Sunday afternoon where they, it's just, you can come up with your own dance thing and it's just for women and it's five bucks a piece to pay for the space and they dance for like three hours. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare to me. You don't want that part. You don't want in on that either. No. Okay. What do you want to do with the music? You just want to listen to it on headphones and jam your. your... I listen to it on headphones while I'm writing. I listen to it on headphones when I'm, you know, working when I'm out. Working or... out. Okay. Um, I do like to dance. I take dance classes, but okay. I don't like the, these free-for-all, like everybody's barefoot and it's a free-for-all dance. I'm like, that, get, that, that's like some weird... That's not for you. That's some weird what fucking kind of midsummer class? bullshit. <laughs> what kind of dance classes are you taking? I take I take groove. Like ballroom? Groove three oh. classes. Like they're just like, they're kind of like dance and follow. They're like hip-hop classes. I take okay. that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, at Edge Dance Center. And do they... Um, what kind of music do they play there? Like hip hop or school. pop stuff? Old school hip hop. Okay. Which I want to say, if anybody loves old school hip hop, I'm going to give you a gift. Okay. The gift is I want you to look up. Uh, it's one of my favorite old school hip hop mixes of all time. The DJ is called DJ Mr. Thing. He's from the UK. Okay. He did a an album with DJ Premier from Gangstar. And it's called 
Oh my God, what's the album called? It's from 2005. Okay. It is called The Kings of Hip Hop. Oh, Please. That's interesting. Yeah, the Kings of Hip Hop. Listen to I. There, it's a two CD. I bought it when I, you know I got it when it first came out. So it's two CDs. But if you listen to it on Spotify, do yeah. not hit shuffle. Listen to it as the DJs intended for you to hear. Right in the correct order. Thank you. Because it's a mixtape, and they and they've they've and they mixed and scratched the whole fucking thing for your listening listening pleasure. Do it is in an order that. for a reason. There's an so, order for a reason. And I will say this is that 2005 is a weird time for music because it was uh, after Napster, yeah, before um, before digital really really took on. Right, mm-hmm. we were and all so, downloading free music from LimeWire. Right, we were all doing LimeWire and Napster. Yep. And it was, um, so there are bands that became uh, big for a minute, but didn't make the transition. There was, there's some new book out that someone was telling me about that uh, was not an episode of The Dork Forest, but should be. And uh, because, yeah. uh, because there were just, uh, some bands made the transition, you know, so, some musicians uh, did make, you know, for some reason they were able to, uh, to, to bring it. But like, I've never heard of, of any of these bands I'm looking forward to. So if so you don't go out to dance to these things, you just sort of jam on your own. Yeah. I mean, you don't usually hear the only time I hear this kind of music that I love out. Like I love Julio Bashmore. That's another one I didn't bring up yet is when I, I usually go to the KCRW KCRW does this thing in the summer called summer nights. Okay. And so they have these live DJ events in Chinatown. Okay. So I go out, I go to Summer Nights Chinatown. They have one once a month. So it's like three or four of them over the course of the summer. Okay. I go to all of those and that's when I hear the music that I want to hear. Oh, because the, the, they book that music for these outdoor sort of summer nights. Right. The DJs play what I like. Okay. So it, it'll be like Jason Bentley will do a set or Anthony Valadez will do a set or Ann Litt will do a set or... Um, you know, uh, Mario, no, I think, I think I saw Mario Cotto once, Garth Trinidad. So all and these are all DJs that you're naming. Yeah. These are all DJs from KCRW, okay. our public radio that right. has, we have a couple public radio stations, right. but the one that programs music is KCRW. So mm-hmm. their DJs will come and spin. I also went and saw Black Madonna in October. Black Madonna is unbelievable. She's a DJ, but she also plays a lot of dance house so good. What's the difference between house and EDM? House is uh, a it's a little slower BPM. Okay, you know, beats, beats per, per minute. minute. Okay, um, it's more live instruments. It's a little dancier. It's mm-hmm. a little funkier. Okay, that's what I think. Like one of my favorite house music artists is a guy out of Chicago named Pevin Everett. Wow, Pevin Everett is a fucking genius, and everyone bites his style. Justin Timberlake. Pharrell, they all bite him big time. All these producers that produce albums for Britney Spears and that produce mainstream, they all yeah. bite him. And he has videos up that's like, here's my song, here's what they did to this song to make it sound like my song. Oh God. Yeah, he's but he's a genius. And, and what he, what's his name? Pevin Pevin P E V E N. Yep. Everett E V E R E T T E. And how and most of these I mean, most of these guys are in their early twenties or are they Pevin Everett I think might be in his forties by now. He's okay. been around for a long time. Okay. Yeah. So, and how long has EDM been around? I think EDM's been around since at least, I mean, you know, okay, so for example, one of my favorite artists is Armand Van Helden. Okay. He's like old school. He's from Boston. All of his hits 
He's only he's famous in the UK. Okay. So I think EDM's been around maybe since the seventies because you know you look at Kraftwerk. Okay. It's kind of like one of the bands that was like the. I've actually heard of Kraftwerk. I've I've seen Kraftwerk a few times. Yeah. I love Kraftwerk. Okay. I love electronic boogie. That's another genre. Okay. Some people call it EDM. Yeah. Uh, music from the 70s to 80s, I call, it's, a lot of people call it electronic boogie. Okay. So like, you know, like the song Pac-Man, Pac-Jam. Yeah, possibly. Okay. All <laughs> Kraft the stuff work that, is with a K, right? Yes. Craft <laughs> and then W-E-R-K. Yeah. Okay. And anything that's like that B-Boys used to pop lock to in the late 70s and early 80s, electronic okay. boogie. That sounded okay. like, uh, it sounded like they were speaking through a computer and you listen to it now, Max and you're like, "Headroom, kind of, yeah." <laughs> okay, like that 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 total generation. Yeah, yeah. So it's electronic boogie, then morphed into EDM. Okay, but I think it's been around since the '70s because it was much more popular in Europe than it was here. Okay, and and does it continue to evolve? Is it is it something that is moving? Like, because there's not there's hasn't been a lot of new genres of music, right? There's since hip hop. No, oh, I mean, there, this is the thing. It, there are things that kind of like gem, like may gel and evolve, like um, like the genre of lo-fi. So lo-fi started becoming popular with the double X. Okay. So like maybe three or four years ago where like uh, lo-fi people like double X, poolside. What is it? What's lo-fi? It's just, it sounds kind of analog and it's very low tempo and the singing vocals are like... They're almost a whisper. Like it's okay. that kind of stuff. Okay. But it's still something you would want to dance to. It's very, I'll, I'll put some on your, I'll put one or two on your playlist. Yeah. I don't want to put too much because I want you to get down. I want to get down. And I, I don't and, want you and, to go to sleep. And, 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 I want e- and, and I want EDM. I, I want to give you all EDM. Okay. But yeah. and, and then send me the link. And then uh, Rangers of the Dork Forest, I will uh, pass that link on to you. Oh my gosh, Rangers and of the Dork Forest, I would love for you to listen to my playlist. <laughs> it would make me so happy. Right. And by the way, I'm with Sharon Houston. On Twitter, it's Sharon underscore Houston. Yes. And on Instagram, it's at Sharon Houston. Yes. And so go see her do stand-up, uh, which I am SharonHouston.com. Might have uh, some list of that, but or just by her on Twitter. Right. Or so. watch, watch my web series, Bob and Donna. Have Bob, you seen Bob and Donna? I have not seen Bob and Donna. Jackie, you'd love it. I bet. You have a web series? Yes. That's I've, awesome. Season four. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, why don't we watch <laughs> Bob and Donna, the web series with Sharon Houston? Uh, please. It's on YouTube, and it's also on Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. But it's two. It's a Michigan, middle-aged Michigan couple, and they travel around the country, but nothing's as good as Detroit. <laughs> Nothing is as good as Detroit if you're from Detroit. Yeah. It's, uh, and they're from Detroit, so. That's it. It's, uh, it's pretty sweet. Super Midwest. You can get whatever you want. You can get whatever you want in Detroit. There's no reason to go anywhere else. There's no reason. Chiaki. <laughs> that's my Donna voice. Um, so, but yeah, no, EDM, uh, it's, it's, it's my fate. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed a little bit. I mean, I do listen to a lot of hip hop as well. Like okay. I'm, I'm, I'm between, I listen to hip hop. I listen to R&B. I listen to electronic boogie. Okay. Like, like I love these new bands that are taking, bringing it back to eighties R&B, like the band Tuxedo, okay. which is Mayor Hawthorne and Jake one. And, and all their music sounds like it's from like, it's like an R&B love song from 1981. Okay. Like from the production to the songwriting to the vocals, it's like, oh, this is a the this is a song probably written by Luther Vandross, but it wasn't. Uh-huh. But it's these two dudes that were, you know, born in 1987. Right. 
Well, you know what's weird is uh, so everybody's going back to the '80s for a lot of music. Yeah. Is anyone going back to the like the 19 teens? Anyone saying, "Hey, Jelly Roll Morton is bringing it. <laughs> let's get, uh, let's do that. Let's repurpose that music." It's uh, it's so weird that um, like I don't know what they would create, like what new music there would be, right? Well, I mean, um, growing up in the '80s, mm-hmm. I loved Motown and my mom was like I can't believe you like Motown (laughs) right and I'm like yeah yeah I liked uh sad sack um 70s music I love sad sack 70s music like on and on and Harry Chapin and a bunch of like sort of just you know I was like nobody's sadder than these people they're so sad and they were in their 20s they were in their 20s there was no reason to be sad I have two copies of the best of bread on vinyl would you like one (laughs) I I love bread I will listen to bread and just cry I have uh, Andy got uh, the the best of bread as an anniversary gift our second anniversary because he told me that uh, it was uh, bread you know like the first year was paper oh and the second year uh, is actually cotton but he told me it was bread (laughs) and uh, I believed him for a heartbeat and then I became uh, full of rage not really but I got him the best of bread uh, as a as a gift and then he's never listened to it because he does not enjoy sad sack 70s music at all air supply come on I mean it's so good it's so terrible it is so good go ahead I just I just there has to be a, a I can't listen to it all the time, obviously. No, I listen to it a lot, and I actually have two thrift stores that I go to where I will always find a 70s classic. I go and dig in their old records, and I will (laughs) always find a 70s classic. The Goodwill on La Brea and Olympic, and um, uh, the Goodwill, uh, there's the Goodwill on Brea and Olympic, and the Out of the Closet on Sunset, and uh, what's the cross street? Where the Rite Aid is, like Sunset and Gower, but it's not oh, Gower. okay. Yeah, near it's, there. Yeah. Uh, there is a Salvation Army that I will consistently find a very nice sweater. Uh, they oh, have, well, that, that's a given. That's But here's what it is. It's in Pasadena, and it's uh, on Fair Oaks or Colorado, and it's the tiny. It's the, there's, a, there's a Salvation Army factory that gets all the stuff and separates it. There's a big Salvation Army around the corner, and then there's a little one where they cherry pick it. We bought furniture there once. Oh, wow. And it was the first time I ever had matching furniture, and I was like, why haven't I always had matching furniture? I love matching furniture. You know, where you want the couch and the and the love seat to match. Yeah. Not, not this. This, we're adults now. We bought this over at Ashley Furniture. I was going to say, that looks like a real couch. This is a real couch. This is never previous. This is our first uh, furniture that's never been previously owned. Wow. Yep. That's make you're making money moves. This is this is a money move right here. This is a grown up lady thing. Uh, I'm we're also uh, I also just bought a new dresser for the first time ever because Andy hated my dresser and I was like it was free and he was like uh huh yeah I'm sick of it anyway uh, so we bought uh, matching dressers too now oh wow uh, we still have free end tables you're adulting yeah we're uh, all kinds of adulting going on and uh, but uh, here's the thing. Yeah. We are getting close. Is okay. there anything you would like? What are the eight? What 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 do you think? Could you think of the eight songs that you might pick, or four of them, or what? What do you want to put on this list? I definitely would put a song by Moon Boots, probably Attention or Precious. I definitely want to put either Hollywood or Fearless by Pat Locke on this playlist. Okay. I think I want to put uh, a song by Mass Digital. Yeah. On this, which I think you would love. <laughs> 
I want. I love that look. Like I might recognize the words "mastage." I know. I said it to you like you were going to go. Thank you, Sharon. And you're just like I don't know what you're the fuck right. you're talking about. I have no idea, but God love you, um, I, Matt. Oh, you know who I want to put a song on by? I want to put. Uh, there's a song by. Um, I'm definitely going to put Wahada on. I'm definitely going to put um, a song by Honey. H and Honey is spelled H N N Y. Okay. Uh, definitely going to put. I might put, I'm going to put one classic. I'm going to put one EDM classic on your playlist. Okay. And I think I'm going to put Professional Widow, the remix of Professional Widow. Um, I'm definitely going to put a song by Gorgon City on your playlist. Okay. So that's about it. Like Gorgon City, Moon Boots. I may put a disclosure song that I just listened to today on there. Oh, there you go. Because what I like the idea of eight songs because then I get a feeling of the genre or the, the situation, right? Um, when people give me too long of a playlist, I won't listen because I feel overwhelmed. No, I couldn't if do it. If you give me five to eight songs, I'll listen to it. I have told M- Murray Valeriano this many times. He gave Murray me a, doesn't listen. Two, 102 U2 songs. He doesn't listen. On a stick. Yeah. I was like, you, you know what you've done? You've given me a USB stick. Because I'm never listening to any of this. No, you're deleting it and you're going to use it for files. Yeah. Yeah. For my own items. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Eight U2 songs. I would have listened to it. And um, and he uh, has since, I think, corrected that. And he and he gave me some nice U2. Uh, I don't mind U2. I like Bloody Sunday, Bloody, uh, Sunday, Bloody, whatever. Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Yeah, that's it. And uh, and a couple other. And then I have uh, their current album or that last album on my iPhone that I can't get off. I know. Same here. And I can't stand it. I, I don't. It's it infuriates me every time it comes on. Yeah. But uh, if I'm on an airplane and it comes on, I am half asleep. So I have listened to the whole album is do what I'm saying. Do you pay for Spotify Premium? I don't. I do. I have Amazon Prime that I mostly listen to. Oh, really? See, I listen yeah. to almost everything on Spotify, including my podcasts. You can listen to The Dork Forest on Spotify. How long did it take you to get on Spotify um, when, once you submitted the link to them? To, oh, for the Dork Forest? Uh-huh. I don't know. It may not It may not be there now. All I know is I submit the link to them, and I've been doing it for a couple of years. Oh, so. for a couple of years. Okay. Because yeah. usually so when you first submit to them initially, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes up to six months to get approved because so many people are submitting, and they didn't have all the bandwidth yet. Ah, to Pandora the- also has the Dork Forest on it. Oh, yes. I don't listen to Pandora, but good for Pandora. Good for Pandora. Yeah. And, uh, but not Amazon at this time. But uh, it turns out you can also just go to dorkforest.com. That's usually how I do it. I go to the websites. I go, well, I listen on Spotify. If I'm at home, mm-hmm. I listen on my, I put it on my, you know, Bluetooth speaker so I can hear it loud. Right. And I listen via the website. And then sometimes uh, just uh, Apple. Yeah. And then people are supposed to review. If you are reviewing, I would just like to say this. Thank you so much. I'm never reading them. Feel free to email me. <laughs> Feel free to email me. Some people, you podcasts are like, review, it matters. Well, that's because it comes up in a search. Right, then but it'll you, come but up you in a better, search. But this podcast has been around for so long that it's like... The same 11,000 people that are listening today will be listening tomorrow. Exactly. And so... You don't need that shit in your life. <laughs> and uh, But you can leave a review. A matter of fact, after this, I might go look it up. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Houston, it has been an hour. Thank I've, you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm going to the dark Netflix, and uh, and I'm going to listen to some EDM, and, uh, and I'm... I'm never going to go look for a hurricane, but uh, I love, thank you so much for doing the show. My pleasure. And when this comes out, I'm going to tweet the names of all those shows just in case people missed out. Oh, that's fantastic. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, (laughs) my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. 
my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?